0: Hey, everyone, hey, check this out. Thanks for joining me. And um, listen, there are dozens of things that are happening right now. Uh, everything is coming together. We already know about the World Health Organization, the big meaning coming in May, when it looks like the United States and pretty much the world is gonna be surrendering their sovereignty over to the WHO. Uh, and then we look at Davos, which just happened, global ID, global tracking, digital currency, climate lies, slash climate laws, all of the hypocrisy from the leaders. We watch the the apostate church, and then we watch what's going on in Israel. So listen, we're here in Daniel chapter 9. We've been in Daniel chapter 9 a few times, but right now we're going to connect some dots. Daniel chapter 9, and I'm going to start with these words from Damon Duck in just a second. But listen, on Monday, tomorrow, join me live in Uh, I'm going to be back in studio. We've been in Australia, New Zealand, and Hawaii here in Honolulu uh, with these prophecy conferences, ministering to and with the Remnant Church. And let me tell you, three of the hardest hit places, those three I just mentioned, plus Canada with some of the most draconian laws that are out there. And listen, God has his people everywhere. it's been such a joy to meet everybody here uh, in Hawaii and also Australia and New Zealand. The Remnant Church, because this is the church, and you watch what's happening. We're able to encourage one another, but I want to thank you guys uh, for all that you've done, for all of your prayers. They are so necessary and so needed, so strengthening, all of these things that have been going on that you guys have done. Uh, But I want to get going forward, and I'm going to read these words from Damon Duck because they're really profound when we look at uh, the direction that everything has been going, everything is going, all right? So check this out. Again, everything's converging. We think of Daniel chapter 9, the covenant with many. Going to get into those details in a minute. But he writes this in an article he recently published called Snake Warning. During an interview on January 24th, so a couple of weeks back, an Israeli official near Barkhat, a man who some think will replace Netanyahu, said jihadists want to kill all non-Muslims. Uh, we may be the first in line, but we are all in the same line. They call Israel little Satan, and big Satan is the U.S. and everyone else is in the middle. Uh, so, so think of it that way. Everyone else is in the middle. Little Satan, big Satan, Israel, United States, everyone else that is not Islam is in the middle. Okay. Continuing, Barkat was talking about the fact that Muslims are taught that they have been tasked with converting the world to Islam, even if they must kill all non. Muslims Muslims believe they're at war with these three groups of people and there can be no peace on earth until all of them are wiped out forcibly or converted. Muslims worship on Friday, and some even say that we, the Friday people, destroy the Saturday uh, people, the, that after we, the Friday people, that be Muslims, destroy the Saturday people, the Jews, because they worship on, they uh, have synagogue, Shabbat on Saturday, we will destroy the Sunday people, that would be, uh, the christians who worship on sunday so we the friday people will destroy the saturday and the sunday people islam is more than a threat to the jews it's a threat to every non-muslim on earth thank god for promising that israel will never be destroyed you could take that to the bank uh, book of amos amos the prophet writes that israel once they are back in the land they will never be uprooted again uh, we also know from isaiah chapter 11 that israel will be gathered back a second time That's what we're watching right now. And then also, we look at the New Testament. Is God done with Israel? Certainly not. For blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come. And then, all Israel will be saved. All right, continuing from there. Barkat added, we should very, very clearly make sure the Iranians understand that they will not get away with using proxies against Israel and sleep good at night if we don't sleep if we don't sleep good at night. He was talking about the fact that Iran is using proxies, at this time some are calling Iran's best proxies the three H's of terrorism, Hezbollah, Hamas, and the Houthis, or Houthis. Iran is financing and arming others, but the three H's are a particular danger at this time. All right, now Barkat said uh, Iran is a legitimate target for Israel, they will not get away with it. The head of the snake is Tehran. My recommendation is to adopt the strategy that President Kennedy used in the Cuban Missile Crisis. What he basically said then was a missile from Cuba will be answered with a missile to Moscow. He is warning Iran, uh, the head of the snake, that payday is coming. And he is suggesting that attacks on Israel by Iran proxies uh, should be met by attacks on, on Iran by Israel. All right, we continue from there. He says this just going on he writes uh here's some recent articles regarding that seem to indicate that history is approaching this place that has reached the latter years and the latter days folks I, I absolutely believe when i look at all the different dynamics that are taking place and there's a lot more in here from duck in just a second plus daniel nine, isaiah 28 when i look at all of these things i have no doubt that right now we are in the latter days and and you need to be ready let me. Th- I mean, we look at what's coming. Even in First Timothy chapter four, what do we read about there? We read where Paul even writes in the latter times, in the latter days. So, we- and then he says uh, that they will depart from the faith, giving heed to doctrines of demons, commanding not to marry, forbidding, forbidding not to marry, commanding that you don't eat meat. I mean, just looking at those things alone, we realize. Wait a minute. As Paul said in the latter days, so we look at Ezekiel chapter thirty-eight. In the latter days, Uh, again, describing the time. And as we look at these things, folks, we know we are in the latter days. But listen to this, all right? And this is where it gets into Daniel 9 and Isaiah 28. Concerning a peace treaty in the Middle East, the Division of Israel and the Battle of Armageddon on January 23, so again, about two weeks ago, a U.N. Secretary, General Guterres, told the U.N. Security Council Israel's conflict with the Palestinians has become a major threat to global peace and security, sometimes translated peace and safety. Israel's rejection of a two-state solution is unacceptable, unbelievable. The globalists' rejection of uh, the Bible and their desire to establish a godless world government will take the world right into the tribulation period. Okay, I'm going to come back to more of this because there's a lot more here. Can you hold on to that for a second? Because there's a lot more here Uh, that I want to get to, but let me go here first and start connecting some dots for all of us, looking at the things that Damon Duck said. Hey, a two-state solution being rejected by Israel, absolutely unacceptable. We've been hearing about that. We've been talking about that. Folks, this is one of the reasons, even while we are out doing conferences and traveling, we still want to connect with everybody to make sure everybody is updated, everybody understands what is going on. Okay, so with Daniel chapter 9, Let's look at this. In Daniel chapter 9, the Bible tells us, Daniel's hearing from the angel Gabriel, 70 weeks are determined for your people and for your holy city. All right, we know your people are the Jews. Your holy city is Jerusalem. We know that. Now, the period of 70 weeks is 77s. And we know from the context, each week is a period of seven years. So 70 times 7 Uh, is a total of 490 but then we get into the rest of the prophecy it tells us 69 weeks before the messiah is cut off so what we're looking at you'll see in just a second there's a period of 483 years and then the messiah will be cut off Uh, that happened on uh, palm sunday when jesus rode into jerusalem on a donkey now when does the time come from okay let's work through this it will make sense in just a minute And I'll get more into the math of this next Sunday night to really help everybody be able to understand what's going on, okay? So 70 weeks are determined for your people. The word determined comes from a Hebrew word. It means settled. In other words, God says, it is settled. This will happen. We looked at that last time. It's going to happen. You can't stop it. You can't pray it away. But you can be about your father's business. You can be doing what you're supposed to do. Or even Peter writes, 2 Peter chapter 3, looking forward, hastening the coming of the day of God. So we understand those things. We think of the words in Mark chapter 13, where Jesus said, watch and be ready. What I say to you, I say to all, therefore watch. Interesting, says to all. Okay, So you have this, 70 weeks are determined, they're settled for your people, uh, the Jews, your holy city, Jerusalem, what for? to finish the transgression, make an end of sins, make reconciliation for iniquity. In other words, you look at all the stuff that's going on in the world, all of the the evil that there is, we look at uh, trafficking, we look at people that are just uh, uh, totally the injustice that happens. We look at government leaders and the radical things that they do to people just for power. Listen, all this will be done away with. Bring in everlasting righteousness, seal up vision and prophecy, and anoint the most holy. Uh, Jesus is going to bring in justice. He's going, to, he's going to fix all of that. Sin is going to be judged. Wickedness is going to be judged. The, the, uh, all vision and prophecy is going to be fulfilled. It says so right here, Daniel chapter 9, verse 24. Seal up vision and prophecy. Anoint the most holy. Is Jesus coming back and ruling, reigning from Jerusalem. Okay, now he says this. So we continue. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince, there shall be seven weeks and 62 weeks. What's that? That is 69 weeks. So Daniel says overall, there's a 70-week prophecy, but 69 weeks or 483 years, as I already mentioned, multiply that times the Babylonian calendar because that's what this would have been done with. 360-day calendar you would have exactly 173,880 days for uh, for 69 weeks to be fulfilled or 483 weeks to be fulfilled. Okay. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem, that be at the time of Nehemiah, at a, at regard when uh, Artaxerxes Xerxes say, Nehemiah, go build the wall around Jerusalem to protect your city, uh, to restore and build Jerusalem until... The uh, Messiah the Prince there shall be 7 weeks of 62 weeks the street shall be built again and the wall that's speaking of Jerusalem remember the wall even in troublesome times which happened at the time in Nehemiah after the 62 weeks or the 7 plus 62 that would be a total of 69 or 483 years or 173,880 days after the 62 weeks Messiah shall be cut off but not for himself. In other words, the Messiah is going to be killed. Jesus was put upon a cross. In fact, by the math of Sir Robert Anderson, it's believed that from the command to restore and build Jerusalem at the time of Artaxerxes and Nehemiah, there were exactly 173,880 days until Jesus rode into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday when he was rejected by the Jewish leaders. Hence, the 69 weeks are the 173,880 days. The Messiah will be cut off, says here, but not for himself. So who is Jesus crucified for? Anyone who would believe in him, that they would be forgiven of their sins. So the Messiah would be cut off, he'd be killed, he'd be crucified, but not for himself. Now check this out. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end of it shall be with the flood and the end with war and desolations are determined. Then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. But in the middle of the week, he will bring an end to sacrifice and offering. All right, let's stop here for just a minute. In the middle of the week, he's going to bring an end to sacrifice and offering. So we just read there uh, in in Daniel chapter 9, what are you going to have? A covenant to confirm peace. Can I have my, my uh, book back, please? Oh, We have this covenant to confirm peace, right? We saw that. We know it's a covenant. It's the 70th week of Daniel, so it's a final seven-year period. We also know from Daniel chapter 9, verse 24, that God says this is determined. In other words, it has to happen. You can't stop it. God has settled it already. The the first 483 years, they are done when Jesus was crucified. But the final seven-year period is going to pick up when Antichrist comes in, he's from the people that destroyed the city, that's the Romans, in 70 AD. He's coming up out of a revived Roman Empire. We saw that Daniel chapter seven, there's a revived Roman Empire. You have the fourth beast of Daniel seven. Out of the fourth beast, which was the Roman Empire, comes the 10 horns, right? The 10 kings, we know that from Daniel. We also know that from Revelation 17. And then we have the final king, the 11th horn, the little one who rises up out of the 10. And then we also have in Revelation 17, we have the 10 kings who give their power and authority to the one horn, the beast. So we see all of this coming together and the Bible says it's gonna happen in the last days, a seven year covenant. It appears it's gonna be a covenant promising peace and security. Uh, We know from uh, Daniel chapter eight also that it is a covenant regarding prosperity, which can also be translated as peace hey, you want everything to go well for you, then you need to do this. All right. Now, again, let's go back to some of the words that Damon Duck said. And again, Damon, just a shout-out to you. Thank you. It's just an outstanding article. Um, He he wrote, it's unacceptable for, as he was, we've already seen this. I pointed this out to you also. Unacceptable for Israel not to accept the two-state solution. In fact, the EU leader who was proposing this whole thing or shoving it down everybody's throat said, even if this has to be imposed upon Israel, even if they don't want it, it's going to be forced there. All right, I'm going to show you another connection from uh, Isaiah chapter 28 here in just a minute. But let me go back to some of the more, some more things that, that Damon Duck says. Because, folks, everything that's happening in Daniel chapter 9, I'm telling you, it is all coming together. So, continuing, Duck says this, on January 25. Right. Again, go back a couple of weeks. He's quoting from Prophecy Newswatch. By the way, PNW, Prophecy Newswatch, great website, uh, which we're starting to, to work with, by the way. And uh, fantastic things are coming. And just uh, uh, just working together with them. But Prophecy News Watch posted an article by Ben Johnson that originally appeared in the Washington stand titled The Seven Most Outrageous Moments of the World Economic Forum. And here's Johnson's list. Of the seven most outrageous moments or things the world economic forum wants ready a godless pagan ritual that called upon a shaman to heal planet earth remember that one? you saw that that girl she's she's shaman she goes uh, uh she goes up and she blows in the face of all the leaders that are sitting on the platform you think how absurd is this unbelievable it wasn't too long ago when they said you had to keep a six foot distance now going and blowing in the face but this stuff is demonic is witchcraft all right? Uh, a digital ID number two to track everything you do, including your finances, vaccinations, travel, etc. A global tax to finance world government. You know we know all these things are coming. They're saying we're going to get there. A way to force media—that be all, uh, all media, uh, X, Facebook, internet posting, so and so forth—to silence sources that criticize the globalist agenda. Interesting. That's why we hear so much about disinformation and misinformation and this type of thing. And a reminder, hey, check out the website if you haven't done so already. Everything we have is on hopefortimes.com. Everything we have. We post what we can here, but we have everything on HopeForOurTimes.com. Check it out. A way to keep leaders out of office and to prevent leaders that are in office from interfering with world government. In other words, there's a globalist agenda. We don't want... An uh, an upstart uh, leader. Or we think of these different world leaders. We think of the guy that's coming up from Argentina. Boy, is he a flying Neumann for the globalists. All right, so we keep going from here. Power for the World Health Organization to put restrictions on nations during potential crises or pandemics. Uh, Number seven, uh, allow a limited amount of pushback. Notice a limited amount, in other words, have some so people think they have their freedoms, but you really only allow a little bit of it. And then he quotes here uh, with uh, J.D. Farag, who's right here in On Lulu by the way. So J.D. Farag, in a recent sermon, showed the schedule of dozens of international meetings and a countdown clock that shows how many years, months, days, hours, minutes, and seconds the world has to meet the 17 transforming our world, the 2030 Agenda for sustainable global government. So folks, we're watching all of this. I've talked about the 17 sustainable goals. None of them are actually in your favor, but we are all told that these things are all in your favor. JD is from right here in in the Honolulu area. But you look at this, I want you to think of this also. All right, now check this out. Let me put it all together. Because here, look at this, I'm gonna flip over here. This is how you flip when you're on the road and trying to do these things. Isaiah chapter twenty-eight. You've heard this before, but it's worth sharing again. Based on everything that we have been talking about, and how everything is coming together. All right. Isaiah chapter twenty-eight, beginning in beginning in verse beginning of verse sixteen, or beginning of verse fourteen. This is what it says: Therefore, hear the word of the Lord, you scornful men who rule this people who are in Jerusalem. So, it's speaking of a time that's coming. Uh, And the reason we know, speaking of a time that's coming, is because at the end of this, it says, upon the whole earth. Now, Israel did, or uh, Judah did have an agreement with Babylon, uh, thinking they're going to avoid a scourge back then, but appears they're entering into another one. So I want to show you that, all right? So therefore, hear the word of the Lord, you scornful men who rule this people who are in Jerusalem, because you've said we've made a covenant with death, and with Sheol we are in agreement. When the overflowing scourge passes through, it will not come to us. For we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood we have hidden ourselves. So, so, in other words, God's saying, hey, this is what's going to happen. Happened in the past, but it's going to happen again. The leaders in Israel know they're going to enter into an agreement that's a lie. Daniel chapter 9, the covenant with the devil, covenant with Antichrist. You're going to enter into it, it's a lie, And then God says this, therefore, thus says the Lord, behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not act hastily. Also, I will make justice, the measuring line and righteousness, the plummet. The hail will sweep away the refuge of lies and the waters will overflow the hiding place. Now get this. So in other words, you won't be able to hide. You've entered into a covenant with death, with the devil, with the enemy. You know, it's a lie. To avoid a scourge, it says this, therefore your covenant with death will be annulled. Just like Daniel chapter 9, right? The midpoint, it is annulled, right? And your agreement with Shua will not stand. When the overflowing scourge passes through, then you will be trampled down by by it. Alright. Now the, the term scourge here, it appears in context, is speaking of some kind of military campaign that comes against Israel. Um, When you look at this, what is a scourge? I had a friend I was talking with recently, and right out of the blue. He wasn't a prophecy guy. Right out of the blue, he said, Islam is a scourge on the earth. We're just talking. And he said, everywhere they've ever been, they've become a scourge. Think of what Duck said in the very beginning when we first started this conversation we're having right now. He said, what do they want to do? You have uh, the little Satan, you have the big Satan, and everybody else in between is going to be eliminated, little Satan being Israel, big Satan being the U.S., everybody else in between, we're going to go after them. Then he talked about the three H's, we're going to destroy everybody, we want to kill everybody, we're the Friday people, but we're coming after the Saturday people, we're coming after the Sunday people. My friend is right, Islam is a scourge on the earth, and so that's what he said. So when you look at what happened, just from October 7, what happened, unbelievable scourge came across the boundaries of Gaza, through the walls, over into um, Israel, and the people were slaughtered. It was a horrific scourge. The lies are unbelievable. People say it didn't even happen, but it did, right? So this is what God is saying. In that day, to avoid the scourge appears a military campaign. Guess what? You'll enter into a covenant with the devil, But God says this, your agreement with Sheol won't stand. When the overflowing scourge passes through, you'll be trampled down by it. As often as it goes out, it will take you. For morning by morning, it will pass over. And day by day and by night, it will be a terror just to understand the report. So when you hear the things that happen in Israel, it's a horrible terror just to hear the atrocities. It is too sick to even repeat. And then another terror is the fact that people are saying it's a lie, it didn't really happen. It did happen. But what this is saying is this is going to happen again, but the threat's going to be much larger against Israel. Israel will be, uh, they're going to be forced to enter into some kind of peace agreement to avoid this. What exactly are these EU and the globalists out of the U.S. saying? You better enter into this agreement. You better do this or else guess what is going to happen to you, Israel? another scourge is coming your way. I look at this and go, this is unbelievable. And then it continues, upon, it continues here and it says, therefore, do not be mockers. Interesting, as you drop down to verse 22 of chapter 20, do not be markers, mockers, scoffers. Don't laugh at those who are teaching these things. Don't laugh at those who are proclaiming you better watch out, lest your bonds be made strong. For I've heard from the Lord God of hosts a destruction, get this, is determined even upon the whole earth. Uh, so at the very end of Isaiah 28, upon the whole earth. So uh, Isaiah takes us from, yes, that time with with Judah and Babylon in centuries past, but all of a sudden we get launched to realize, wait a minute, the, the real fulfillment of this is in the future, at time of Antichrist, when Israel enters into, uh, is forced into an agreement or enters into an agreement avoid a scourge they're not going to be avoided uh, avoid the scourge it's going to come against them it's going to be a terror what's going to happen to them it's going to be a lie the covenant is going to be annulled uh, Antichrist is going to break that covenant at the midway point but God says and the reason we know still in the future because he said it's something that's going to come upon the whole earth Israel and Jerusalem will be the bullseye the center of it but it's coming upon the whole earth hence we're able to put it into the context and say this is coming. Folks, we see all of these things coming together. I can't stress the urgency, but, but, but I, I, I really feel like, look listen, we need to be telling other people about Jesus Christ and the hope that we have. Listen, our hope is in Jesus. He's coming again. But remember this, the most important thing is he came the first time so that anyone who would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. For he alone is the one who forgives us of our sin. For we are saved by grace through faith not of work so that no one can boast christ alone saves us listen we have the message that the whole world needs we need to get the message out there let's be about our father's business we can see the finish line we see everything coming together let people know about the hope that is in the lord jesus christ he came he's coming again yes but they need to know that he came the first time to forgive them of their sins listen god bless you guys and um, one more thing just a reminder Uh, Coming up this week, I'll be live with you uh, Monday. I'm also going to be with uh, John Howler on Tuesday, Lee Brainerd on Tuesday. We have a whole great week. Be back in the studio. God bless you guys. Let me pray. Lord, we thank you for this time to be with you. And um, I pray that you will continue to minister to everybody that's watching this. Strengthen them as we look at everything coming together. In the name of Yeshua, Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you guys from from Waikiki. I'll be back in the studio tomorrow afternoon. God bless. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.